Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker, and I am the host of the Bible in Life. And I am grateful for you, glad that we're together on this episode. My heart, my goal in what we do here on the Bible in Life is to try to provide really clear, down-to-earth Bible teaching, but do so in the context of everyday life, things that will help us follow Jesus right where we live every day. It's what I like to call blue jeans theology. That is theology for everyday life in the language of everyday life so that we can follow Jesus in our everyday life. So that's what we're all about here on the podcast. And this podcast is made possible by the faithful prayers and the generous support of people just like you. So if you're one of those who supports this ministry, uh, may God bless you for it. Thank you so much. If you're somebody who's been impacted by this ministry, could I just ask you to prayerfully consider um, contributing to this ministry and helping support it? You can do so by going to johnwhitaker.net, clicking the Give button, and there's a spot where you can put in an amount of money. It could be a one-time gift, or if you want to make it a monthly recurring donation, put in an amount, click the little box that says Make This a Monthly Donation. And all those donations are given in partnership with an organization called World Family Mission. And that and all of it comes directly to my ministry here for the Bible and Life podcast, for the listeners commentary, and a handful of other things that I try to provide to help all of us just learn and love and live the Bible as we seek to follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. So Thanks a ton for those of you who support this ministry already, and thanks a ton for those of you who uh, are yet to join the team of supporters. Over the last couple of weeks on The Bible and Life, we have been exploring just the topic of being disciples and making disciples, that that is the mission that Jesus gave us as his people. It's amazing to me sometimes how we've overcomplicated things, but Jesus really only gave us one thing to do. And that one thing was to be disciples who make disciples. That's our mission as his people. That's our mission as a church. I've sat through so many church meetings where it's like, we got to figure out our mission statement and yada, yada, yada. It's like, we don't have to figure that out. Jesus told us what it was. Make disciples. Right? And we looked at that when we launched this series a handful of weeks ago out of Matthew chapter 28. And so we've been, been exploring, well, what does that mean? What is a disciple? And, and how do you make disciples? And last week's episode, we looked at really the backbone, both individually for us personally and for churches and, and groups and organizations, that what we need is a discipleship path. And that path needs to chart a course for someone to go from pre-faith to new faith all the way up to mature faith. And uh, having such a path as that is helpful to us individually so I know where I'm at on the path and how to move to the next stage in my growth as a disciple. It's crucial to pastors and churches to have a clear path that charts a course so they can help move people to maturity as well and know which resources and opportunities to provide to help them move. So that's what we looked at last week. On this episode, I want to pick up at that point, and I want to talk about two topics today. And the first one picks up right where we left off with that discipleship path. Uh, the path that I laid out last week talked about going from pre-faith to new faith to young faith to growing faith to mature faith. You can hear a repeated word in that path, and that word is faith. And the reason I like using that particular path is because it highlights what's at the heart of growing as a disciple, and that is growing in faith. 
And when we say faith, we're using it in the full biblical sense of faith and faithfulness to God, learning to walk with God, live in partnership with God, trusting God, that faith is a deeply relational word, and it speaks of your relationship, in this case, to Jesus himself as your rabbi, as your master, as your Lord. You are growing in faith, in your in your trust and your loyalty to Jesus. Um, so growing in faith is at the heart of what it means to grow as a disciple. And the reason I want to highlight that here on this episode is because we need to distinguish growing in faith from growing in knowledge. Now, hear me well, I have a whole other podcast where I teach the Bible to help people understand it. Um, I have a master's degree in theology, and I taught for 19 years full-time at a college where I help people learn the Bible, learn theology, and things related to that. Um, I still teach there as a part-time adjunct professor. So it's not that growing in knowledge is bad. It is necessary, and it's good. It's just that growing in knowledge is not the end goal. It's not... you, you, you you haven't grown as a disciple just because you've grown in knowledge. You could know a lot and still not be very much like Jesus from the inside out, right? And we said that to be a disciple is to be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus. And so as we have confidence in Jesus, our goal is to become like him, not just know a lot of stuff, but it's become like him. And so when it comes to uh, when it comes to growing as a disciple, the key thing is growing in your faith and faithfulness to Jesus, and that requires a variety of different kinds of experiences rather than just growing in knowledge. So, as you learn, that should be a means to a greater end, and that greater end is okay. If that's the truth, how do I live that out in my life? If that's the truth, what does it look like to follow Jesus concerning that in my context where I live? And so uh, growing as a disciple is about growing in faith, not merely growing in knowledge. Knowledge is a means to the greater end of becoming like Jesus. And that's why on that discipleship path, it's so important to highlight the needs at different stages so you know what to provide in each stage to help people not just learn information and get biblically smarter and have a more accurate worldview, but to help them then from that grow in faith. And so there are various kinds of things um, that will help us grow in faith. Clearly, there needs to be some clear, down-to-earth, practical teaching of the Bible. You have to understand God and his word if you're going to grow in faith. Knowledge is important. It's just not the end goal. But there's also things like some personal spiritual practices. You need some spiritual practices to help you uh, remain connected to God, or maybe to help you not only engage yourself and your soul with God, you need some spiritual practices sometimes that might help you uh, put off certain vices and put on certain virtues. There's things we can do, in other words, to uh, grow, say, in humility and put down our self-centeredness and our pride. There are things we can do to help us cultivate patience and 
put off anger. And so we need some personal spiritual practices to help us grow in our faith and faithfulness with regard to virtue and vice. Uh, Ministry opportunities and serving opportunities alongside with people and giving to other things, that can help us grow in our faith. Um, Some of the circumstances of our life and then guidance through those circumstances. How do we handle trials and hardships and difficulties uh, with the wisdom of God and the power of the Spirit and the guidance of God's people. Those can help us grow in faith. And so we need individually and as church bodies, we need to think through these kinds of things that will help people not just grow in knowledge, not just provide Sunday school classes or Bible studies that help them be smarter, but also provide things that will actually help them deepen their walk with God, grow in their faith and in their communion with God so that they can become like Jesus from the inside out. So that's the first thing that I want to talk about on this this episode is uh, growing as a disciple entails growing in faith and faithfulness to Jesus. The second topic is that the best environment for disciple making and discipleship is not all by yourself. Discipleship and disciple making always happens in a relational context. In other words, it always happens in through a life-on-life transfer. That's just the way it works. People model for you. They show you. They teach you, right? In fact, Jesus himself um, really exemplifies this with the 12. It says in Mark chapter 3 that Jesus called the 12 to be with him. Notice that. That and then to send them out and preach and right as apprentices of his. But he called them to be with them. That's the foundation, this withness with Jesus, but it's also withness with others. We need, uh, we need a relational environment, a relational context that can facilitate a life-on-life transfer to help us grow and by which we can help other people grow. And the reason for this is twofold. Uh, on one hand, we need, we need people that can speak truth into our life, people that can teach us what we don't know, people that can answer our questions. So we need people to help us grow, but also discipleship is best expressed in the context of relationships. Uh, you love is going to be a relational thing. Even in the New Testament, joy, while it's personal, it's not individual. It's shared and communal. Peace is not just, it's a relational term. And so so relationships are both the means by which we grow and the context in which our growth is expressed. As we become more like Jesus, it will show up in our ability to uh, love and serve and care for other people more effectively and more like Jesus. We, we actually will become better at relationships as we become like Jesus. And so whatever the word we use for that, and there's all sorts of buzzwords and phrases in the church today about that, authentic relationships, transparent relationships, community. There's all these different words or phrases. But what we need is some sort of relational context in which we can both uh, learn what we need to, who we need to be and have revealed who we need to become in order to be more like Jesus and in which we can express our growth in faith and trust in Jesus and becoming more like him. We need that relational context. 
I prefer personally to talk about rather than community or authentic relationships and some of these things that show up uh, sometimes in our discussions in the church. I prefer to talk about one another environments. We need one another environments. The reason I like that phrase is because um, it, it has content already with it. I've had enough conversations with people that when someone says community, one person pictures one thing and another person pictures something else, and everyone has their own expectations by that, right? Or the phrase authentic relationships. Some people think that just means spilling their guts all the time, and other people aren't comfortable with that, and so they don't want to be involved in that. But the phrase one another environments means that we're talking about the one another's of the New Testament. We need to create context and places and environments where we can practice the one another's of the New Testament. Uh, things like love one another, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, uh, live in harmony and peace with one another, stop judging one another, welcome one another just as Christ welcomed you, serve one another, carry each other's burdens, be patient with each other, Bear with one another. Forgive each other, just as God in Christ forgave you. Uh, in humility, consider others uh, more than yourself. Don't look out for your own interests. Look out for the interests of one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Spur one another on to love and good deeds. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other. Like, we need environments where we can practice the one another's of the New Testament in order for us to realize, I'm not very good at this. I need to do better. Oh, wow. My selfishness gets revealed when I'm, when I'm serving somebody else. And right, like, the one another environments squeeze out of us what's in us so we know, wow, I need to become more like Jesus in that area. And we can begin working on that intentionally. And the one another's provide a context for us expressing our love for Jesus and his family together. So we need those environments for us to grow. And as churches, we need to create those environments for people to grow. And we need to make it very clear that what we're doing in these environments is pursuing the one another's together. We want to become these kinds of people, a one another kind of people in uh, individually, but corporately as a church, right? That uh, your faith in Jesus is a personal relationship with Jesus, but it's not an individual relationship with Jesus. It's a one another relationship where we together are learning to live together as the new family of Jesus. This is the environment in which we become more and more like Jesus. And here's the thing. This is really, really challenging, at least in the cultural context in which I live. The New Testament cultural context had its own challenges, but they were they were a collectivist society, so they tended to think more communally and relationally anyhow. In the United States of America, where I live, we're an individualist society, and it seems like increasingly so, like the, the triumph of the modern self, that phrase, that title, that book, that idea, like not only are we individualistic, but we're self-oriented deeply and personally and powerfully, and it shapes everything we do. Our whole culture in Western societies, things, Europe and the United States and places like that, our whole culture is all about the individual and individual rights and individual ways, and it tends to fragment and fracture relationships. We don't want another very well. 
Um, we, we don't live in community naturally with other people. And so we have to, we're swimming upstream. We have to fight against the natural cultural bent of everybody kind of doing their own thing and being separate from other people. And so to do life together with other people, that's hard. And it's going to take work for us to figure that out. And it's probably never going to live up to the ideal that we wish it would. Uh, it's amazing to me how we have these competing um, ambitions in individualistic societies like mine where we, you know, my rights and my ways and my preferences, and yet we're deeply lonely and we want to solve that. And those two things just don't go together. And so we're going to have to figure out ways to have significant relationships with people where there can be a life-on-life -life transfer in which we can practice the one another's of the New Testament. Um, and there's also going to have to be ways in which we can maybe uh, connect with other people so that they can pour into us things we need for our faith development or where we can pour into other people things they need for their faith development. We're going to have to be willing and available to figure out what that looks like in our context. It's going to be an uphill battle for a lot of us. It's not going to be easy, but we need it. We desperately need to rub shoulders with other people. We need the concrete examples of other people. We need to be willing to take feedback from other people. We need to be willing to give feedback to other people so that we can learn and grow. And we need to encourage each other and build each other up as the body of Christ. And that happens in a one another environment. So to put the two parts that we've talked about today of being disciples and making disciples, put those together as this. We want to become the kind of people who are growing in faith together. And we're going to have to figure that out. And we're going to have to figure out who we can do that with. And some of that may be online and digital means and through podcasts and things of that sort like this, right? Some of that's going to be through books. There are people that have discipled me and I've never met them because they lived a long time ago or they lived a long ways away, but they've done it through their writings and their books as I've tried to think about uh, those things. And they've taught me and they've instructed me and I've learned a lot. Uh, through them. Um, but we still need concrete down-to-earth examples of real people who are following Jesus, who can help us see how we could follow Jesus better. Um, I just sat with a young man yesterday morning who is struggling with his faith and what it means to follow Jesus. And I wasn't really sure exactly where the conversation was going to go. This was a, we've, we've met before. And on this particular occasion, he just said, I, I don't get, he's more of a kind of analytic, cerebral sort of person. He's like, I don't get how to go from head to heart. And so his question for me was, when John Whitaker uh, is sitting down to build his relationship with God and pray, and maybe that entails reading the Bible, so what does that look like? And so we just talked through um, some things related to that. He needed a concrete example. And then we he opened up the Bible to a passage he wanted to read, and he read through it, and he had some questions, and we had a little mini Bible study right there, and we talked about what it would look like for him in his context to live as a disciple of Jesus with his personality and his temperament. What he was really asking for was a concrete pattern, an example. He needs that because we all need that. That's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. We need concrete examples of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And that's why we have to grow in faith together. 
However we can do that, whatever way we can, we need to grow in faith together as disciples of Jesus. All right, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Bible in Life. I pray you have a wonderful week in Christ, that you continue to walk with Jesus, and you continue to grow in faith in Him. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking with you next week.